Welcome, or welcome back, to Pre-Arb Excellence, a bottoms-up Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Normally I'd be chattering about minor league games now, but COVID-19 stopped that. Nonetheless, players are developing, and that development will catapult the Cubs past the Cardinals and the Brewers, or watch them sink below the Pirates and the Reds, or some combination thereof. The podcast is about examining what I consider a value. Your calls to the contest line are always welcomed. Today's podcast is The Owners Are Up To It Again, and I'll try to make it worth your time investment. It won't be that long of a time investment today. It's a brief one. The Owners, sometimes people might wonder why I always take the... It's not that I take... I always take the player's side of things. I don't. I criticize the players on... I I don't like how they sold the draft picks down the river. But when it comes down to do I take the owner's side or the player's side on a certain issue, usually I'll take the player's side. Almost always I'll take the player's side. And some people will ask me, why do you always take the player's side? After all, look at how much the players make. Well, some players make a whole lot of money. Some minor leaguers are making $400, $500 a month only in season and don't get paid during the off season. To me, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of money. Yeah, Jason Hayward gets paid a lot of money. Bryce Harper gets paid a lot of money. Jake Arrieta gets paid a lot of money. But hey, they've had good careers. And the contracts they signed were mutually agreed upon. So I'm completely good with that. If it blows up on one side or the other, eh, so be it. But uh, usually I'm going to take the side of the players because there are a whole lot of players who are, well, I'll just look at today's example. What usually happens is when a player signs a contract, they go off to camp and start playing, and it's a that year contract. For instance, uh, 2019, the Cubs signed Chase Strumpf, their second year draft pick, to a contract, a 2019 contract, and sent him off to Eugene, and he started playing baseball. I can't remember if he played in Mesa or not, but he went to Eugene, he went South Bend, played a little bit, had a little back injury, so it goes. But uh, he was, because he was given a 2019 contract, his first quote-unquote full season was 2020. Well, of course, there's no season going on right now, so, what owners are allegedly doing is forcing current draft picks and or undrafted free agents to sign 2021 contracts. Instead of 2020, they sign 2021 contracts. What that does is it pushes their free agency back one year. When does the free agency come about? Well, the free agency comes about when they have either not reached the major leagues for the duration or if they have their 6.00 plus years of major league service. So if a player goes like a Chris Bryant did and goes zoom, zoom, zoom through the season and gets up to the major leagues. And Well, Chris Bryant, you can tell where his free agency is because they talk about it a bit. But for players who don't have 
a fantastic career and have a bit of struggle getting to Major League Baseball, what this is doing is it's pushing back their free agency one year because owners are being putzes. Yes, I understand the goal of an owner is to maximize value. However, when you do stupid thing after stupid thing after counterproductive thing after stupid thing after stupid thing, at some point, when you keep doing stupid things long enough and counterproductive things long enough, you might end up losing. At some point, it would probably benefit the owners to say, you know what, I'm not going to gain a whole lot on this. I'm not going to get a whole lot of money out of this, but it's the right thing to do. For instance, quite a few owners decided they weren't going to cut off minor league pay. They could have. Some of them did, but it made them look really bad in the court of uh, public opinion. So they decided, you know what, I'm going to pay them after all. Or the Royals were very upfront about, we're not going to release players. That was nice. And that helped them get some rather good undrafted free agents. That was a very smart thing of them to do. It didn't look like it made them money, but it made them a better organization, which is a long play. So um, the owner, some owners look like they're trying to be penny-wise, pound-foolish again and cause players to sign a 2021 contract instead of a 2020 contract. It just makes them look petty. And when you're relying on a, an antitrust exemption and you're looking petty both at the same time, it's not necessarily always a good look. So uh, it looks like Rob Manfred and Tony Clark had a useful discussion today. Boy, it just, it, it's really ironic. It's really bizarre that a person who runs his life the way Rob Manfred does refers to him as Rob. I guess Pillage isn't an appropriate first name. But, um, yeah, Tony Clark and Rob Manfred supposedly had a good meeting today. Maybe they'll figure out something. I don't think they'd be playing baseball anyway. It's not safe to play baseball. People... They opened up bars in Florida and it took two days for bars in Florida to have to start closing back down again because of COVID-19. I really think that the um, COVID-19 is going to ruin the season, that the owners are being intolerable. is isn't helping a whole lot, though. Uh, I think for now that's about all. Uh, it would be nice if owners were showing humanity more. Actually, the Ricketts have been invisible the last couple of weeks, I think. Probably a good thing. Um, hopefully, players are getting into shape and learning how, you know, do, doing the things necessary to uh, get better when baseball does finally return. And... There's really not a whole lot of good news. There just really isn't. You have a nice day and be nice to people.